What's up, guys? My name's Adam Gusky, and you're listening to the Mad Awareness Podcast. Today, we're joined by Anthony Echemendia. Some of you guys might remember him from 2019 when he kind of blew up after winning a state title, going undefeated, and then winning back-to-back freestyle and Greco titles at Fargo. The reason why this was so crazy was because no one ever really heard about him before because he literally came here from Cuba just a couple years ago. The crazy thing is, after being in the U.S. for just a couple years, he's already a household name in the wrestling world. We got into stuff like what it was like in Cuba, what his journey from Cuba to the U.S. was like, which is an insane journey if you haven't heard about it. And what it's been like being at a great college, Ohio State, with such nice facilities after growing up in Cuba. By the way, fan of the week goes to Devin Winveen. Thank you for buying a shirt. I appreciate the support. If you guys haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to the show. And I would love it if you leave a rating and review after the podcast is over. Last but not least, this podcast is brought to you by absolutely no one. If you're interested in sponsoring the podcast, hit me up and we can work something out. But with no further ado, let's get it rolling. Anthony, how are we doing today, man? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, so how's life been lately? Oh, life is pretty good. I'm already in Ohio, training with a team. Taking classes, school what, is pretty good. Yeah, what is it like, like being at Ohio State and just training there and stuff? Well, you know that was like my main goal to get into Ohio State. Now that I'm here, I'm just, you know, relax. I finally can breathe. Yeah. You know, I good. Yeah, you definitely been through a tough journey to get to where you are now. So yeah. It was tough for me because I didn't know the language and I, I couldn't get a really I couldn't get the right score on the SAT to be able to get into Ohio State and then I passed the test and I finally got into Ohio State and now you know I'm already here training with the team, with the coaches, taking classes and everything is pretty good so far. How much, so we talked like a very tiny bit about a year ago, and I remember that was like when your English was a lot newer, but now you sound like you're, you really have English down really well, but like, what was it like not knowing English super well and just kind of coming here and having to learn it on your own? Well, that was a crazy journey for me at the beginning because, you know, I took all my official visits not knowing English at all, and I, like, I didn't know what the coach were talking about or <laughs> it was so hard, man. And I was the yeah. only, the only person who spoke Spanish in every, in every visit. And it was like, so, so hard for me. But you know, like when you don't have another option, you have to learn, you know what I mean? Because I didn't have another option and you know, I, I sacrificed a lot. I, I taught myself how to speak. English that's crazy it was tough but you know yeah what what like resources did you use to learn English like did you use YouTube and stuff or I mean I didn't use anything I just when I got here I was like okay I'm like like a little baby in United States because I don't know <laughs> I don't know any English so 
But if I focus on English, everything in English, music, uh, uh, shows, movies, everything in English. I put my phone in English, everything. Yeah. And then that's how I started like understanding a little bit more. I knew how to, I knew how to write and how to, how to read. But I didn't. I, it was really hard for me to understand when I was having a conversation. Like I couldn't have a conversation with anybody. Okay. So did you kind of like try and teach yourself to write and read while you were back in Cuba, and then like coming here, you had to learn more like conversational stuff. No, like in high school, I took. I went to high school for a year here when I got here. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. I learned. I learned a lot in high okay. school, but I learned how to speak. Speaking yeah. was really hard for me, but you know. Yeah. Well, I can't even imagine like what it's like just going into a different country not knowing the language super well. But that's that's cool. Um, but just like the start of your journey, I guess, just like what was it like growing up in Cuba? Well, growing up in Cuba, it was fun. You know, Cuba is. People, we don't have a lot, but we're always happy. We always find a way to do stuff. We don't have money. We don't have a lot of conditions, but that that don't stop us from doing, like, I don't know, like, big things, you know what I mean? Like, I went to, so my first sport was gymnastics because of my mom and... And then I switched to wrestling because I didn't like gymnastics. I, I wasn't flexible enough for gymnastics. And then I started wrestling. I went to the sports school in my province. And then when I was 16, I, I went to senior nationals. I got second place <laughs> at senior nas nationals. And then I, I joined the national team when I was 16. That's insane. You know, uh, when I was 18, I, I left my team in Guatemala and I came to the States. Big opportunity. I couldn't, I couldn't miss it, you know? Yeah. So you I'm glad that I did it. So you were wrestling like grown men at like the age of 16 and beating them. Oh, yeah. And I got beat a lot. <laughs> yeah. To, yeah. That, that's but, crazy. Yeah, I started wrestling at the senior level when I was 16 years old. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, like, the United States is, you know, one of the best countries in terms of, like, the wrestlers that we have right now. It's pretty crazy, honestly. But I just don't really know the background. How good is Cuba in comparison to just, like, the world? Uh, for me, Cuba is one of the best, uh, uh, like, countries in the world at wrestling. Because okay. we always have like Olympic uh, champions, world champions. The Greco team was a. Uh, they won. They won. They won the the Olympic championships in 2016. Okay. So the wrestling level in Cuba is pretty good, but you know, like we, when you don't have the the right conditions to to practice and like food is really important we don't have that a lot of a lot of a lot of things man, like 
are different, but in USA you have everything, you know what I mean? You have you have the conditions, you have the support, you have the technology, the not the knowledge, everything. So yeah. But I feel like Cuba is for not having anything, we're like pretty good at at sports. So yeah, I've seen some pictures of you and like videos of you training in like the gyms in Cuba and they're not nearly as nice as like division 1 uh college gyms in the United States. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Like the way like the the Cuba the Cuban Olympic Training Center is I think any high school in United States uh looks better than the Cuban Olympic Training Center. Yeah, But we're that's crazy. I mean, we're hungry. People train hard. Uh, they, like, they they don't use that as an excuse. You know what I mean? They just go there, wrestle hard, and when they go in a, uh, to international tournaments, they go to win. They don't care. Oh, I was training at a shitty uh, wrestling room. They don't yeah. care about. That. They just they want to win. That's cool, just because it's so different here. Because like. I'm I'm 23. I graduated and now I just work a job, but like for me, it's like oh man, my uh, my apartment's gym that's like a block away is closed, and I'd have to go 10 minutes to the the other gym I have a membership at. And it's like you guys are literally training in, like I could do a workout in my driveway or something, and it's just cool to see you guys utilize anything you have and become as good as as you have been this year. In the last couple of years so yeah. i like that but um can you tell just like kind of the story of starting at the moment you um decided you wanted to leave cuba and then to like when you got to the u.s well the moment i i thought about like leaving my team leaving you know it was a tough decision because i I grew up in Cuba that, you know, all my friends are in Cuba. Well, I got friends now here, but, you know, all my friends, my family, uh, everything. My whole life was in Cuba, you know what I mean? And when I made that decision, I was like, man, if I do this, I don't know when I'm going to see my family. I don't know when I'm going to be able to go back to Cuba. So, but I know that these, these, This is like one of the best opportunities in my life because USA is a great country. And that day that I left my team, I was like in the middle of the night. I left my team. I didn't say like anything to anybody. I left, I was wearing sandals, a, a shorts and a t-shirt. And that's how I got to the USA border. I crossed, I crossed Guatemala border Belize border, Mexico border, and then I got to the uh, to USA border in uh, in El Paso with the same clothes that I was wearing when I left my team, and then I went to jail for three months. I you, when, when you're in jail, yeah, when you're in jail, you have to pass an interview to prove why. Like they they ask you a lot of questions. Why are you coming to the United States? And you need to have a reason why you're coming. So my reason was like, I want to like a better future, you know what I mean? And 
like I wasn't agree with the Cuban government because even if you get an, an education in Cuba, you don't get what you deserve because you don't get paid enough. So like I passed the interview, I got into, into the United States and then I was living with my family in New Mexico and like four days after I, 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 was, I was living with my family, I got in contact with a coach in Arizona. He was an assistant coach in Arizona and he asked me, hey, you wanna, you wanna wrestle? Uh, I, I'm an assistant coach at Sunnyside here in Arizona. If you wanna keep wrestling, you can come uh, to my house. You can live with me until, I don't know, like if you wrestle in high school, that's gonna open a lot of doors for you. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, man, of course I wanna wrestle. That. Like, that's my, wrestling is my life. And I told my family, hey, I'm, I'm gonna pursue my dreams. I don't wanna be, you know, I, I wanna be here with you guys, but wrestling is my life. I'm going to Arizona. I went to Arizona, I spent a year with, my, with that coach. Like I have, I'm really grateful for everything he did for me. And I'm still like, we're still like best friends. You know, I'm, re- I'm grateful for life. So I competed for, for Sunnyside. I wrestle at the at the state tournament in Fargo, who's number one on all those tournaments. <laughs> you know, I, I committed to Ohio State. That's it. That's my story, pretty much. So just to take it back real quick, so you you put on like the flip flops, the shorts, the t shirt, and then how long did it take you um, from like the middle of the night to when you got to like the jail? Like how long was that part of the journey? Oh, that was like, that was like, like 20 days. Holy crap. Yeah, so I left my team, I left my team, and I spent two days homeless on the streets. But, you know, God is good, man. I'm, uh, God is good because I spent two days on the streets and then two, two wrestling fans found me on the streets. They knew about wrestling, they knew about me, and they told me, hey, Anthony, what are you doing here on the streets, man? Let's go to my house. And they took care of me for like five days. I spent five days there in Guatemala, close to the border, until my parents and my family uh, got the money that I needed to be able to to pay to cross the border. So when I got that money, I paid a person who works you know just crossing the border you pay and they help you cross the border and then i pay someone they help me to cross the border i i got to belize and then i spent like like a couple days in the mountains you know same thing waiting for the money because my family didn't have the money that we had to ask people hey my son is crossing the borders and if you don't have the money, man, they kill you. They don't. They don't care. Mm-hmm. Like they don't know you. You're, you're not their family. If you don't have the money, if, if they're like, oh, you're spending too much time here in my house, and you're not giving me any money, <laughs> what, what am I gonna do with you? They kill you. They don't. Have, they don't care. Because you're in the mountains. Nobody, nobody lives there. You know. <laughs> so, my family got the the money, and they sent me the money like through Western Union. 
Okay. And then I got the money, I paid, and then I crossed, uh, I crossed Belize border. The Belize border was like, was like a big river. Okay. It was like between, it was between Mexico and Belize. I crossed the river. We had to walk to be able to get to the boat and then just cross the river. We got to, to Mexico. When I got to Mexico, I was, you know, like, I rela- I was relaxed. Cause I had a, like a lot of friends in Mexico, like Cubans, they Cuban, they're Cubans. And I spent like a week in Mexico, you know, chilling, trying to relax because I spent a lot, you know, a lot of time crossing the borders and stressed out thinking I was gonna die. And it was crazy crazy journey so I spent like a week in Mex in Mexico because you know I wanted to like chill a little bit before I because I knew I was gonna go to jail right away so I'm going to United States but I have to pass through jail first I was like okay let me chill let me relax first <laughs> and let me get ready mentally yeah and then I I I asked when I went to to the USA border. I asked for political asylum, and they took me to jail to to do the process. Like it's a process to let you in. So I imagine like one of the scariest moments was when you were waiting like for the money um, from your family. Is that was that like would you say the scariest moment of like those twenty days? Well, one of the scariest moments for me, yeah, that that's, that was one of the scariest moments for me, but the scariest moments were when I was, like, crossing the jungle because I, I, I didn't see any, any dead bodies on my way, but the, the person who was, like, guiding me and telling me where to go Cause I crossed the I crossed the the jungle uh, in the middle of the night, and and he told me, hey, you you're lucky because you're crossing the the jungle in the middle of the night. But if you cross the jungle during the day, you're gonna see dead bodies on your way. And I was like, what? <laughs> but it was crazy. I you, I could hear the the animals, and it it was crazy, man. Like I don't. People don't even know how hard it is for immigrants to come to the United States. That's why I'm really grateful for everything I have accomplished and everything that this country can offer us, man. Are there like, like, so here we, I'm in Wisconsin. Um, We have the woods, which has like deer, maybe a bear, but like what kind of animals are in this jungle that you're talking about? I imagine there's some predators out there. Well, I mean that jungle. I don't think that jungle has lion, lions or tigers or like animals yeah. like that. Like I could, I could hear the the monkeys and birds, and that that was scary because I didn't see any animals, but I could, I could hear the animals. Yeah. I crossed that jungle in the middle of the night, so I like I I could barely see when I was when I was crossing the the jungle. Yeah, that's just that's just got to be at least creepy if it's not like super dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, I can't believe I did that, man. Like, and I was 18 years old. I'm 21 yeah. now, but when I crossed the uh, the 
when I did all that, I was 18 years old. I, I didn't know what I was doing. Like, it was crazy. Yeah, that is, that's insane. Especially now, like now you're living, you know, the good life. It's, it's nice, Yeah. but it's cool to see that you went through like some of the toughest stuff. A lot of wrestlers, at least wrestlers that compete in the U.S. now have went through. So crazy Yeah. story. One more uh, piece that I wanted to ask about was you said that you were homeless like for two days pretty much just kind of like living on the streets. What was that like? Well, when I was homeless, I I just I found because I was I didn't want to be in a in a dark place, you know, because I didn't know the area. So there was a McDonald's close to where I was. And McDonald's, McDonald's was 24 hours, like, open. So, like, I spent outside, like, in front of McDonald's the whole time, two days. And I had money, so I, I spent two days there. But, like, the money that I had, I, like, I was like, man, I'm just going to buy a drink because I don't know, like, I'm going to have to use this money for something else. Like, I'm not going to be buying food, you know. I needed the money to cross the border, so, like, I was buying the drinks and water or a lemonade and two days like without eating anything i was That's making crazy. weight it was kind of like Yeah. days it was crazy <laughs> Dang. but my dad was going crazy like my dad was posting videos like asking for help and posting pictures hey my son is crossing the borders please someone help him my I, like my my dad didn't know what to do and Those two guys who found me on the streets, they saw the, my dad's post. So they got in contact with my dad. Hey, where's Anthony? And uh, uh, my dad told them, no, he's in Guatemala. He's in a, like, in a city close to the border. He's trying to cross the Guatemala border. He wants to reach the United States. And they were like, oh, like we live close to him. That's why I'm telling you, man, I, I got lucky. And those guys, went, they went to pick me up and, you know, I spent five days at their house. They took care of me and I'm, I'm so lucky that I can't even explain it. It's crazy. it's dude it's crazy talking to you and just like hearing the real story from you and man it really puts into perspective how easy my life has been but it's another thing that's crazy is just like you like kind of barely got here like so many you know so many kind of like random things happened that led you to be able to getting here and it's like you also are like one of like a very very good wrestler so it's like you had all these things going for you and it was even so hard for you then so No, the other thing is that when you're in, in jail, that's not like 100% that they're going to let you uh, get into the United States. That, so you're in jail, but if you don't pass that interview, they deport you back to Cuba. So you're going back to Cuba, but you spend all that time trying to cross the borders, risking your life, and then spending three... Because you can spend uh, a year... It doesn't know you don't know you don't know if you're gonna spend two months or one month or one year and then after all that you didn't pass the interview you have to go back to your country it's it's sad man what we have to do to come here it's sad but Yeah. <laughs> I can't once imagine. you
once you're here, it's worthy if you work hard enough and if you, you know, do the right things. Because I, I, I wanted to do the right things since I got here. I wanted to start, I wanted to go to school, I wanted to wrestle. And that's why I earned all the, the things that I have so far. I don't have a lot, but you know, I ha I'm in college and I'm, I'm doing the right things. Yeah, cool. Um, obviously, I'm sure that your family is the number one thing that you miss about Cuba, but if you had to pick like something else, what would you say you miss the most about Cuba? Well, I miss like the parties and the, like, because <laughs> in Cuba, like they're, they're half, like a lot of fun parties and anywhere you live, you're going to be leave always close to the, like to, close to the ocean. So I miss the, I miss the beaches a lot. They're really, they're really nice. They're really beautiful. And I miss yeah. my friend. Uh, besides my family, that's what I miss the most. But besides my family, that's what I miss the most. Parties, friends, and the, the ocean. Describe the craziest party that there was in Cuba that you were at. Well, I can't say that here. <laughs> Parties are <laughs> They're crazy, man. They're crazy. <laughs> you got to go to Cuba to be able to understand that. Like, they're yeah. crazy. Yeah. Okay. I'll take your word for it. But, um, <laughs> so my dad is, he's really big into like cycling, like biking, but, um, he, right before coronavirus in March, he was actually going to go to Cuba and he found this like website where you can like stay with families. So you're kind of in like the local, more local culture. But yeah. I was curious, like how dangerous is it for people to travel there and stay there for a week or two? No, no. For tourists, it's not dangerous at all. Because that's okay. what the Cuban economy, you know, that's why I give the most money to Cuba, the tourists. So like they take, they take care of, of uh, how do you say like people who are coming from other countries they take care of them really yeah. really well and they're okay. they're a hundred percent safe so like, you... I, I remember like four years ago like an arizona state team and the and other and ohio state wrestlers went to cuba and i think they had a lot of fun there so okay good stuff also um, I was just, I just kind of thought about this, but like, what was it like, um, just experiencing like the cold winters here? I want to be honest. I was so excited because in Cuba, uh, it, you don't see snow at all. Mm -hmm. It's almost the same weather the whole year. We don't have seasons. We don't have seasons. It's kind of like <laughs> summer. It's kind of like summer the whole year. And I was so excited to see snow. The first time I saw snow, man, I looked like a, like a little kid running and playing with the snow, throwing snow. And video, I was FaceTiming my parents. I was like, look, I, I'm, I'm with the snow here. It was so, so fun. That's fun. But then I was like, shit, this is cold. <laughs> man, it was yeah. pretty cool for me. And yeah. I had a lot of fun. I, 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 I like snow. I like it. Like, it's so, so fun for me. Yeah, I, I know, know it's 
really cold for me because you know I'm from Cuba. Uh, Cuba weather is really hot, but I love it. It's... Like last year, the year before that, there were some days where it was like negative 20 or 30 degrees. But man, that, I don't know if you experienced that, but that was brutal. Like my car wouldn't start or anything. And we were on like lockdown from school because they didn't want kids going to classes. So that was a little, a little bit too much. Yeah, well, I've, I've been in Michigan. I have been in Colorado. In Colorado, gets, like, cold, really, really cold and dry. Yeah. So yeah, it's dry. dry. Center is so hard. Like, when you're training and the weather is so dry, it's, it's hard to breathe. And, man, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, I just kind of got, like, six or seven just kind of random questions that I wanted to uh, ask to finish this off. But um, so I guess first, what is your what have your favorite parts about training in the United States been? My favorite parts about training in the United States are, you know, like high level of wrestling. All every everybody can wrestle here, and conditions. You know, like we have uh, really nice weight rooms, really nice wrestling mats. That's what I love the most about training in the United States. Yeah, Ohio State has that sweet new. Yeah, room. I just thought. Yeah, I fell in love with that uh, like wrestling room when I when I came here for the official visit. It was really nice. Yeah, I can imagine. <clears throat> um, so you're one of the more you know more cut dudes, more jack dudes in wrestling. Did you grow <laughs> up with like a strict diet or? workouts that you've like done your whole life i mean i think that gymnastics might like made my body like that like i got really strong when i was in gymnastics i don't know i did i i i think i i was born like that like since i was little i was always doing push-ups and because my i my big brother was a wrestler too and mm -hmm. i was like I want to be a wrestler like my, like my big brother. And I was always like running and I was a crazy kid. You know, I think I was, my genetics were like that. So that's okay. what I. So if I'm not jacked yet, um, is there no hope for me then? Oh, if, if you work out, if you work <laughs> out, if you sacrifice good diet, of course you're going to get it. All Discipline, right. it's talent for me. Good stuff. <laughs> um, so you did a little bit of <clears throat> folk style in high school, but mostly probably freestyle and Greco. Um, how are you feeling with like the top and bottom stuff? I feel pretty good. I have been working top and bottom a lot, and I feel really confident about myself. Yeah. What people, a lot of people are going to be surprised when they see me wrestling top oh. and bottom polish. I'm looking forward to it. Um, do you have any like favorite moves on top that you like that you're allowed to share? <laughs> That's gonna be a surprise. And All I'm right. just, I'm really strong. When I'm on top, it's gonna be a headache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to these matches. I hope the the season starts as soon as possible. Yeah, I'm really. Excited. All right. Um, favorite non wrestling thing to do. Non-wrestling thing to do. 
I love uh, staying at home and watching shows. Like that's one of my favorite things to do. Stay at home. Favorite shows. I I am watching right now, and I really like it. American horror stories. I think. Oh it's yeah. It's so good, man. I'm. I spend the whole day when I'm not in class. I'm, we're doing online classes right now. Mm-hmm. Everything is online. But when I'm not doing the classes, I'm watching the show the whole day. <laughs> practice. I spend the whole yeah. day. I'm. Yeah, I watched the first like three seasons of that show. It's pretty creepy, but it's it keeps yeah, you hooked. I, yeah, I like it. Good stuff. Um, favorite Cuban food. Favorite Cuban food I like. I don't know how to how how it's called in English. I'm I'm gonna say in Spanish. It's called arroz con gris. Kind of like like brown uh, rice. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and I like uh, like the the Cuban chicken the way they they make it in Cuba. That's why I like it. Good stuff. Hey, I understood the arroz con. My Spanish is decent. Not not actually, yeah. but rice oh, with. The pronunciation about that. So, um, and then favorite food you've discovered in the United States? Man, steaks. Steaks, good stuff. Uh, well, yesterday my fiance made it like I think that was the first, the best steak I've ever ate in my entire life. Okay. So so steaks, because in Cuba that's illegal. Something oh, really? is being that's crazy in Cuba. You can only eat like beef or that, that like red meat at restaurants or hotels. Mm-hmm. But like if they if the police see like you're eating steaks and stuff uh, uh, in your house, that's legal because you cannot kill cows or any animal like that. Like they use it to get the milk, so that's illegal. That's against the government rules. Wow. That's that's crazy. I did not know that. Um, and then so last year we did like an article together. It's a pretty cool article um, on madawareness.com if anyone wants to check it out. But I said if you could pick one college to wrestle for, who would it be? And you said any school that competes at a high level and has great things to offer me. And now you're at Ohio State. What does Ohio State have to offer you? Well, Ohio State has to offer a lot because besides wrestling, Ohio State has a really, really good academic program, a lot of support here. And, you know, like after you're not going to, we're not going to, I'm not going to wrestle for my entire life. I'm going to get old one day. I won't be able to wrestle anymore and I want to get a good job. You know what I mean? Because it's worth it. This country is worth it to get an education and then get a good job. So, like, Ohio State has to offer a lot. Cool. A lot of support, school. It's really, yeah. really. Yeah, I, I like, uh, I, I'm a big fan of Tom Ryan. I got to grab his book. And I the think man that would himself. be really good. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's just, um, there were, like, two questions that people asked you on Instagram. Um, one was from Fu Lee. And the question was, how is training in USA different from Cuba? You kind of answered that, but is there anything else you want to say about it? So, like, different, the different 
in the United States, people love lifting, lifting weights. In Cuba, we don't lift weights. We do a lot of body exercises, and that's pretty much what, like, the difference between Cuba and the United States. Okay. Like lifting and body weights in Cuba. Interesting. That's um, wrestling, Ryan Warner from the Wrestling Changed My Life podcast asks, describe the transition from freestyle to folk style. I mean, it's it's still wrestling, you know what I mean? The only thing you have to, like, think about is, like, you cannot lock your hands on bottom or, like, throw people. I love throwing people. Uh, you know, like, are my favorite moves. But, like, if you, it's still wrestling. You just need to, like, know the rules. It's not that hard. When you're a good wrestler, you can do... Any style. I do Greco, I do freestyle, I do folk style. Yeah, I've seen some some videos of your throws. You got to send me some of those and I'll post them because they're some <laughs> of the craziest throws I've seen. Thank so, you. I have... No problem. And, okay, one more thing. This guy, Fu Lee, asked if you could wish him a happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. What's his name? His name is Fu Lee. Oh, happy, bir happy birthday, Fu Lee. All right, good stuff. Well, that's all I got for you, man. Thanks for taking the time. I'm glad we could get this scheduled. Yeah, um, man, it was hard to do it, but we finally did it. We finally did it. The life of a student athlete is filled with a lot of meetings that have nothing to do with wrestling, so I understand. It's hard to be a student athlete, man. It's hard, but, you know, we have, we yeah. have to do it. Good stuff. And that's it for today, guys. Huge shout out to Anthony for jumping on the podcast. If you guys want to support the show for free, I would love it if you shared an episode, a screenshot of an episode with a nice comment. Otherwise, you can also buy a shirt at tdpclothing.com. That's tdpclothing.com. And that's all I got for you. Have a great rest of your week. See ya.